Super Clash. It is the Super Clash Podcast, episode 32. I am your host, Kale. Hello, I'm Connor. And what a week it's been. I am exhausted, and I, I am completely brain dead. Then again, when am I not brain dead? And You said it, not me. Yeah. And my week can be summed up with your uh, Metal Gear Solid Fi the Phantom Pain um, prosthetic arm here uh that i made a middle finger out of so that 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 sums up my week here so well that's precious uh i haven't really played m- many games outside of playing back for blood with you mm-hmm. and a little bit of resident evil 8 just a little bit i haven't gotten past or gotten past late Demetresk yet mm. um i haven't left the castle so i'm excited to see what's what's in store for me because I've been hearing that that game is c- pretty long. Yeah, I think it is. So, but what about you, Connor? Do you hate everything just like I do? Uh, you know, it's just seasonal depression has kicked in full force. Oh fuck, dude! It was. It's <laughs> getting so cold in the morning that I want to turn up my heat, but at the same time, I don't want to pay for it either. Yeah. It's. I think it's almost time for me to break out the electric blanket. Or at least buy a new one because I have I, I have the uh, same electric blanket I've had since high school, and my wife and I kind of want to get a bigger one that we can control on both sides. Hmm. For me, it's just it's definitely like sweatpants season where it's like I will be wearing sweatpants till the end of time. Now. Your 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 sweatpants that you're clearly wearing right now or yeah. currently wearing right now yeah. is pretty. Uh, it's your weeaboo. Oh, those are my Mr. Breast pants. That does not help <laughs> Mr. Breast. Yeah, you know Mr. Beast, right? The yeah. YouTuber? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay, it's a tangent. But um, there's a podcast called Cold Ones where they drink and fuck around, basically. Mm-hmm. And they <laughs> commissioned a uh, design um, that instead of Mr. Beast, it was Mr. Breast. So it was Mr. <laughs> Beast as a woman. And then they sold merch. And so if you look, I have Mr. Breast on my pants. Uh, yep. <laughs> so I, I only know of Mr. Beast. I have not seen any of his content. I've been only seeing a bunch of ads about him. And the only things I've seen is, oh, I have seven iPhones. I, let's do the challenge. You yeah. know, and to me, it to me, it looked pretty clickbaity, and so just like someone manipulating the algorithm. Most of his stuff is, but that's all right. But I've nothing against the dude. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he seems like a decent dude. He's not like a, a Jake Paul type of figure. So I hope not, at least. I mean, I won't get into it too much. He kind of has that look and demeanor about him where he's like dead inside but he's just doing this for <laughs> for money but i don't know i i don't know his intentions give, give pewdiepie some credit to my knowledge i think he's basically retired from from youtube he just makes videos just because he likes to make videos at this point well he recently came out and said that um he was an alcoholic and had to like get clean basically really yeah Man, you know, I I guess I can kind of see that because he was like the first like big YouTuber to like popularize Let's Plays. You can argue that there'd be no Markiplier or Jacksepticeye or any of these big YouTubers without PewDiePie. Yeah, and he's been got he's been getting in tr- in trouble. Well, not getting in trouble. He's gotten in trouble in the past, and you can probably attribute that to him drinking. Yeah. How how else are you gonna handle all that fame and fortune? At such a young age, I mean, why do you think Justin Bieber went off the rails? Because he was exposed to fame and fortune at, like, 12 years old. And that's not good for a developing brain. Yeah. I mean, PewDiePie is an adult, but still. Well, like, he, he I think he was an adult. I, I don't know how old he was when he started his ch- channel. Yeah, I guess he's low 30s now, if I had to guess. But. Yeah, but, you're, but your brain's not fully developed until 25. Yeah. So he's... He at least, like, he basically said, um, you know, I... I uh, couldn't, like, wrap my head around the fact that, like, I was drinking every single night, you know, I was doing all this, and at a certain point, he's like, all right, I'm going to quit, and so he quit, and then he thought he was just, like, better, and he's like, oh, you know, I'll just have a drink here and there, but then he, like, slipped back into, like, drinking every single day, and then he said when he tried to quit the second time, he was having, like, withdrawal, so he knew that he was, you know, addicted, 
basically. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Well, good on him. Respect. Yeah, I've never felt that way towards alcohol, just because like for me, it's a an, it's an occasional thing. Like mm-hmm. I maybe drink once a week at the most. You um, had a drink before we started. I did. What 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 was the? That's a San Pellegrino. That's just juice. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. just orange juice is what that okay. one is because i swear that i swear that they have alcohol versions of it oh they might but that one isn't that's just a regular one so wow shows how much you know about alcohol <laughs> i don't know anything about alcohol outside of whiskey ask me anything about whiskey i'll tell you <laughs> i am i am a, I, a whiskey encyclopedia <laughs> a whiskey enthusiast yes <laughs> but but good on him Sue, so, speaking of YouTube, I guess kind of speaking of YouTube, um, PlayStation State of Play uh, was recently, and I never got a chance to to watch it just because of my schedule. But the only thing that I got wind of is that there was another PlayStation exclusive coming to PC, um, Kenna, Kenna and the Bridge of Spirits, I mm-hmm. believe. And this kind of brought up a uh, kind of a topic that I want to talk about with you connor is there is kind of um more and more games that were playstation exclusives coming to pc and i'm kind of wondering what sony's plan is bringing these games to the to um the pc Mm -hmm. um microsoft has already been doing it with this generation every game that or at least console exclusive to xbox game being released is also releasing towards PC. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, yeah, it's great. All these good games are now coming to PC. PC players can can play them if they, if they can't find a PS5 or an Xbox um um Series X, but I don't I still don't understand like why these console exclusives are still coming to PC. Won't won't that make their console sales drop? I would think so. I think the difference between uh, Microsoft and Sony in this particular one, whereas Microsoft releases day and date on PC, the PlayStation games that are exclusive, they seem to be releasing several years later. I think maybe Kenna here is the exclu- you know, the exception to that rule, but mm-hmm. um, but I mean they put God of War. What did they put Uncharted? No, no Uncharted, no Uncharted. Last of Us. Um, they put Horizon Day- Zero Dawn. That's Days Gone. Days Gone. But those games have been out a long time at this That's point. That's true. But um, so I don't really feel like they're cannibalizing any sales that far. Yeah, into that's it, you know? true. I guess that's that sums it up. It's, at least they're not making uh, what my what Microsoft is doing, whereas like the game's out for two months and then it's out on PC. Yeah. Um, I don't want to like sound like I'm gatekeeping, but I feel like the idea of exclusives is still important because from a business standpoint, exclusives are what sell a console. Mm-hmm. It's what tells you, do I want a Series X or do I want a PS5 or do I want a Switch, you know? Mm-hmm. And if everything releases on everything all the time, then you're probably just going to lean towards whatever you're friends have or yeah or what you're most comfortable with yeah it's like for me the uh at this point uh the playstation controller is more comfortable in my hands than the xbox controller so i would generally lean towards playstation yeah now i haven't had had a chance to hold the series x controller i did not like how the xbox one controller felt in my hands i still feel like the 360 was way more comfortable i mean the series x controller is no different than the xbox one I think yeah. they kept the controller basically the same. Yeah, I, I I can't place my finger on it, but for some reason I could not get comfortable with the Xbox One controller compared to the 360. I can't put my finger on it. It just did not feel right to me. That's fair. Um, I, I've tried both, and I I don't mind. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I just got to get used to it. But I guess that's all really we have to say about um, unless you have anything else about our our thoughts on the um. PlayStation exclusives coming to PC. I mean, I think I think you just basically summed it up pretty well. I mean, I was getting kind of worried about it, but you said, but you mentioned other than Kenna being the exception. 
that these games have already been out for a while on PlayStation. So yeah, uh, until until we're seeing, I uh, I don't know, um, the the God of War Ragnarok come out on PC a month after PlayStation, then there's really no cause for concern. Yeah, I kind of feel like I don't know. This might be read the wrong way. I don't really know, but. I kind of feel like if you spend the money on a console and you're buying it with the intent of playing the exclusives and they end up releasing said exclusive on PC, that's well, kind of like a slap in the face a little bit. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, I bought this specifically to play this game. If I could have just played it on PC, I would have just, just would have waited a year or so. Yeah, I would have just, you know, used my PC or bought a PC instead because the PC can play you know everything pretty much everything you know um so that's that's my only two cents i did hear some rumblings about how people thought that nintendo should do the same thing and i don't agree no i think wholeheartedly disagree nintendo should definitely keep first party exclusives on their system because um hmm, i i want to say this in the nicest possible way but it is going to come off kind of douchey but pc players tend to when they see a a console exclusive come to their platform, come to PC, they get real fucking smug about it. And I just, I hate seeing their smug responses online of, oh, well, I don't even need one of those overpriced boxes in my living room. I've got a PC, which is also overpriced, but... You know, like, I was about to say, overpriced box, bitch, you spent $2,500 on your PC. Sit down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just... Let let exclusives still exist, at least timed exclusives. Yes. So so that's all we gotta say about that. As I quote Forrest Gump. Forrest. Now I don't think I can get out of this accent. <laughs> oh man, that reminds me like uh at my work, my old coworker, um we we would work on a line together. And out of nowhere, we would just start talking in southern accents. Mm -hmm. And our buddy Eric got so annoyed. And we would do it so much, we would almost get, like, stuck doing that accent. We would really have to focus to talk normally to get out of it. Yeah. So I've done that before with uh, Cockney accents and Russian accents before. (laughs) Just because, you know, you'll you'll play a video game and maybe you're playing as a character of a different nationality mm-hmm. and so you slip into using their accent and <laughs> yep. you just, yeah that'll happen mm-hmm. but moving on before we talk about games connor i was looking at your uh your manga shelf here you shouldn't be doing that that, that that's a different shelf that's not the sh- that's not the shelf that you're referring to okay good and that's in the other room oh yeah yeah okay yeah yeah and, and i know those pictures are or the, not those pictures those pages are probably not um don't touch them don't touch them <laughs> I can make a new Connor with with all, with with whatever's on there. Oh no, <laughs> a better Connor. That's fair. <laughs> this one's pretty worn down. <laughs> but I'm looking at uh sale at sales sales at work. Yes. Uh, my wife and I have uh just started that series on Netflix. Um, it's not bad. Um, it's it's a it's leaning towards more kid friendly than anything except um, for all the gore yeah except for all the gore um i'm i'm not quite sure how i feel about it right now i'm i kind of tend at least now to gravitate away from action anime i feel like that action anime i this coming from someone that's just now getting anime is kind of like the cliche yes in a way where everyone loves these animes but every single one of them are action animes. Yes. The and Dragon Balls, the My Hero Academias, the One Pieces, um, the Sword Naruto, Art Online. Sword Art Online. And yes. I generally with the with the exception of Full Metal Alchemist, um, which I is I guess kind of an action anime. It's more of a drama like like a I would still consider it a shonen. Which shonen is like, you know, anime targeted but, younger boys. Yeah. Um at least those characters are a bit more well written, but I generally find the dialogue and just the overall performance to be lackluster. You like rom-coms, don't you? 
well, Toradora has kind of set my standard for there you go. for animes. Good boy, you're telling me um, everything I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I just don't like when it comes to action animes of how a lot of it is just an exposition dump every single time. There's always like a pause and a massive exposition dump. And then fight, 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 exposition dump. Fight, 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 exposition dump. And it's always like, I gotta get past this power level and get to another power level. And this is the strongest I've ever been. But, oh, next week I'll be even stronger than that. And, like, it's it's yeah. like a power fantasy most exactly. of the Exactly. And wh- whereas with uh, uh, Toradora, the characters developed organically. Yeah. Um, and that was just through dialogue and no one to get to know their characters. And not to mention, Torador was fucking hilarious. It was yes. so funny. And that's kind of the animes that I'm gravitating towards. I want more animes like Toradora, My Roommate is a Cat. People sleep on those rom-com slice of life genre uh, anime all the time. But it's like, I think they're the best. <laughs> Dude, Toradora, like they, it tugs at your heartstrings, man. That's still one of my favorites. I actually started watching it again the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's only like one or two episodes in, but yeah. But um, Inko-chan is amazing. Inko-chan. Um, but with Cells of Work, uh, so you bring that up, and I don't necessarily know if I consider it an action anime though. Um, let's. I'm gonna cut you off real fast. I'm sorry. I, uh, for those who don't know, Cells at Work is basically like. Um, a human body personified in t- as a city. Hataraku Saibo. Yeah. To where, like, uh, most of the workers are red blood cells, and they deliver food to certain to certain um, parts of the body, which are certain parts of the city. And then you have the white blood cells, which is basically, like, the police force. And then you have the the uh, limp nodes, which is basically, like, the military. The, the special forces. killer T-cells. Yeah. And so it's it's basically a human body personified, yeah. and that's kind of the whole concept around cells at work. Yes. So, but you were going to mention the thing about cells at work. So the difference with cells at work and most other like action anime is, I kind of feel like you can watch this show, and learn a little bit about human anatomy. To I think some that's extent. the intention. And there's actually a really good companion piece that I want you to watch as you watch it, but make sure you're watching the same episodes. So um, there's a doctor on YouTube called Dr. Ed Hope. Okay. He's a doctor in the UK, and he reviews each of those episodes and actually talks about how accurate they are, how un- you know what isn't accurate, what is, and kind of explains the subjects covered in each episode hmm. in better detail. And definitely watch it because his stuff is top-notch, and it makes you appreciate what the show does right. Um, there's also two spinoffs to it. Um, there's Cells at Work Baby, which so far is only a manga. I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. I just I have a couple volumes over there. I, I see Baby. It. Uh, and Cells at Work Black. Um, so the reason it's called Cells at Work Black is because a in Japan, a black company is a company that will overwork you. It'll just work you to the bone. You're constantly working. You're working late. So I, I've heard about about those. So the premise of this is they're in a body where the host, the human that they're inside of, has completely just like fucked them over. Eats junk food, never exercises, drinks constantly. You know, um, all these different problems. So the body itself is like dying, um, and so you have to go into that one knowing it's a more bleak show. It's a little bit more gruesome and serious. Um, but at the same time, it still has the same sort of value to it. Cause mm-hmm. it makes you like, you'll, you'll sit there and watch an episode of where like, Oh, you know, this character here, his freaking arteries are clogged because he doesn't take care of himself. Well, at all. cancel my McDonald's. I'm going to order a salad. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll make you feel like that after watching it. And you know, maybe that's the goal. Yeah. But but overall, it's, it's not bad. It's probably not for me, though. I, I probably need to uh, pop into Crunchyroll or Funimation and try to find more Slice of Life or maybe even horror. Man, I told you. I told you. If you want me to sit down tonight, it'll only take me maybe 10 minutes. I will find you a list of the best Slice of Life slash rom-com animes I've watched, mm-hmm. and I will shoot you a list because... 
you, that is my genre. It's like two, like again, two of the shows that that you recommended to me, I love. My roommate is a cat and Toradora. And the movies I've recommended, Your Name and Weathering with You. Amazing. Okay. Your Name is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Not and gonna, I'm still trying to track down Wolf Children. I've been meaning to watch Wolf good. Children. That's good. Uh, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I have good taste in anime. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. You, um, and and what what I like about you is that you're not um, the typical neckbeard who's like, oh well, you you like anime? Well, insert some kind of obscure anime trivia here and see how true of a fan you are. <laughs> like I hate that shit, man. Uh, yeah, I, I will dabble in other genres. I'm not like a purist who only watches slice of life or rom-com like i'll watch things that are you know like an isekai such as like re-zero i've watched sword art online though i got burnt out on that one halfway through um i'll watch oh gosh what's another one? Oh, food wars food wars is technically a shonen but it's it's a cooking anime and mm-hmm. so i actually got a kick out of watching them make these crazy dishes and stuff mm-hmm. um lily uh my wife and her brother is into b stars b stars is really good so that's that's more of a slice of life b stars is okay i'm i'm interested and i i know you didn't like the show the show that much but i personally enjoyed it um way of the house husband i couldn't get into it because there's it's not it's not an animation it is screen still it's 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 like comic yeah, it's like a comic that they're cycling through for you, but the characters don't actually move, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I I personally lo- loved it, and it's because I I found I found it to be really funny. Yeah, so uh, I loved it. Uh, my wife loved it. Uh, my brother in law loved it. So I'm hoping that they'll make more because it was only like four or five episodes of it. Yeah. So I'm I'm into it. We're we're split on one anime, which I don't think didn't think that was possible. Yeah. At least right now. I mean, I'm sure. I, I mean, I like Cells at Work, so, you know. Yeah. If you're not a fan of it, I mean, that's fair. We have different opinions, and, and as we mentioned in the show, it's okay to have different opinions. Yeah. So, um, speaking of different opinions, segue, 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 I don't know how, uh, we played more Back for Blood uh, this past week. We did. And it's still kind of one of those things where, like, I like playing it in the moment, but the problems that we had that we discussed in the last episode were still present in this, and I would say even more so. Yeah. You got very, very irritated last time we played. Oh, I was so... The problem was, the the mission was over. I just had to walk to the car, and I was getting hit by like 30 enemies from behind, and I died like less than 10 steps away from the. I was like, mm-hmm. mother. I, I was so pissed. Yeah. You you said some words that I didn't. I've never heard you say. <laughs> um, and see, here's the thing. Uh, I was listening to a podcast about Left 4 Dead 2 today when I was at work. Um, watch out for fireballs. Um, great podcast, by the way. I whole, wholeheartedly recommend th- those guys. Gary and Cole always have such great insight on the game, and they research the shit out of the back, the background of the games. Ho- watch out for fireballs. Wholeheartedly recommend them. They they talked about the development of Left 4 Dead 2. Turns out that Valve technically didn't make Left 4 Dead 2. You know who did? Who? Turtle Rock. Oh. Valve just ab- just absorbed them, and they had them develop the game, and then Valve kind of helped out. And then in 2010 or so, they they broke off from Valve, and they became their own independent studio. So, which kind of makes the problems that I have with Back for Blood even less excusable, yeah. I would argue, because, again, they may not have the, had the budget or the time to do so, but... Unless the the actual creators of Left 4 Dead, the developers, left Turtle Rock Studio, I do not understand why Back 4 Blood right now is so unbalanced and almost unfair at times. Yeah, I think it was causing some tension between our group that was playing together. And I think it's because at a certain point when we were playing, I realized, I was like, yeah, we can't fuck around. Like, we can't, there, you don't have time to sit and prep for things because in the 
if you just sit around for just a few extra seconds, oh shit, two new specials popped up and bam, there's a quarter of my health gone and now I'm pissed because like, well, because we dicked around too much and didn't trigger it's, the mission, you and, know? Yeah, and see, and that's why I think is the most uh, frustrating thing about this game is that with Left 4 Dead, there are... Um, there are moments of tension and then moments of breaks. Like the the pay, like I I know the shooting of Left 4 Dead is kind of outdated, but you have to at least agree that the pacing of Left 4 Dead is is Chef's kiss. Oh yeah, it's better. It's better. Um, because it allows you to to take breaks. There there are moments to where there are no special affected or common affected, giving you time to heal talk with your team and strategize what your next move is going to be and you can't do that in back for blood you have to do everything on the fly the only time you really have time to heal is in the safe room and at at least in verses um with left or dead there are only a certain amount of of um special infected that can spawn at a time and that's not the case for back for blood there's always like five or six in the area at the same time and it's completely unfair at least in my opinion. Yeah, and I think when we were firing on all cylinders when we were playing Back for Blood is when I was, like, the most exhausted in the run. Because basically, the way I was playing it is I was like, all right, I'm going to call out everything I say and keep an eye on everybody's health. And so I was what I was doing, you probably heard me doing it. I was like, oh, yeah. all right, anybody on that wall, shoot that one over there. Watch this thing over here. Laney, heal up. You know, Kale, watch this thing over here. There's an item over there. Pick that up. We're going to need that. Blah, 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 blah. And I was right. just like, boom, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And like, and by the end of when we were done playing, the reason I like was pissed when I died that time. I was because I was like, I was firing on every cylinder just to keep, you know, moving through the game. Mm-hmm. And then you know, yeah, I noticed that David was pissed that he got you know left behind at the end of one of the missions. Well, that didn't end the way I wanted it to, but we won the mission. That's yeah. all that mattered to me at that point was that. I it, I could have been left behind, but as long as one of you guys got in the car and finished the mission, I don't give a shit. Yeah, and <laughs> it's it's just I I really hope that there's a patch for this game because I'm almost tempted to play this game by myself based on what you told me with that you play with three people and it was significantly easier. Oh yeah. So if it was significantly easier with three people, it might be pretty simple with just one player. I want to experience this game, but I I want I want pacing in the in this game. I, I it's kind of funny. Um, you mentioned that the special infected spawn immediately, almost immediately when you leave the safe room. Yeah. Um, and Left for Dead, according to the podcast, those two, they don't like special infected don't spawn for at least thirty five seconds after the survivors leave, uh, the safe room. Okay. And that is a very reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Um, let you get your bearings a little bit. Let you get yeah. your bearings, kind of understand what's going on, and um, and again, there there are musical there are musical cues. They have um, different silhouettes. It's way more be- better balanced. Yeah, and it's kind of funny too. It it almost seems like some of these special infected, like they purposely combined um, certain. Uh, or it's too special affected to create the ones in Back for Blood. Like for some reason, the uh, the boomer both attracts zombies and has the acid spit as well. So it combines the boomer and the spitter. I don't think that's fair. I think you choose one or the other. Yeah, yeah, um, it, and and the range on it is ungodly. And in a way, there there is good range, like a decent range with the boomer in Left for Dead. If you if you as a um if you're playing versus as a boomer arc your spit but if you're playing comp with friends that's that doesn't really matter yeah and he goes down fast too yeah he, like the, the the boomer is mostly designed in left for dead as like if if you're not careful then everyone pays for it yes a hundred percent uh so it's like if you go oh shit boom you screwed everybody yes um and that's what the boomer was designed to do uh this boomer just will both Drain your health because of the because the acid, and attract zombies. Yeah, that choose one or the other. That's not fair. Um, each each special infected in in Left for Dead, and I'm sorry I keep going back to this, but I still to this day, unless unless uh, Back for Blood comes out with a patch, Left for Dead is going to be more fun to play, despite the mechanics being outdated, because it's just way more 
better balanced. Yeah, I would agree. The hard part is this. So I I want to phrase this in a way where it's not coming off like I'm being arrogant about this because this isn't where I'm coming from on this. So I noticed that when we were playing somehow and I didn't feel like I was doing anything in particularly different. I had significantly more kills of regular infected and special infected than everybody else on the team. And I don't really know what needs to be done differently to, to get us all on the same page. And that's, I don't feel like I was doing a ton better. That's the weird part It's because I think it's because there's there's so much shit happening at the same time, and a lot of our like one person can only focus attention on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And if you keep throwing the, these special infected in like every five seconds, there yeah, one person's gonna have higher kills. Yeah, because they're gonna be hyper focused on it while getting zombies hit, being hit by zombies in the back. Yeah. It's like there's again left for dead. There's always like maybe two or maybe one or two special infected at a time. You like almost need to be good at twitch shooters for this game. Exactly. Your your reactions have to be like boom 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 boom, and you have to be looking everywhere all the time behind you, in front of you, to the side mm-hmm. of you, watching out. Because if you slip up even slightly, you'll either lose or all of a sudden everybody on the team is down to a quarter health. Like when yeah. we. We went into that one mission. It was the very beginning of the mission. We went out the door, and I think we tripped one of the, like, screamers or whatever mm-hmm. um, somehow. And so I killed the screamer to stop it screaming. And then all of a sudden, we had one of the big arm guys. We had the vomiter guy. We had a bunch of the common infected. We had one of the ones that was shooting the little traps that were holding you. And then after the end of that encounter, we were down to a quarter health. And I was just like move we have to move we have to keep moving because they're just going to keep spawning these special infected Mm -hmm. and we're just going to die you know without even moving into the mission right and that's frustrating if if there's a patch to where they at least program breaks yes like a a time like times where um maybe one or two common affected appear just to give you time to heal and or put ma- cooldowns on the special infected. Yeah, cooldowns, cooldowns, or at least be smarter of how the director spawns them, because the special infected, like if you guys are standing still in one one place in Left for Dead, the AI director will either send a horde after you or a special infected to get you moving. Yes. Um, there is no breaks in Back for Blood. It it is stressful the entire way through. The only time you ever get a break is in the safe room. Yeah. And I don't think that's that's fun. Is is I like playing the game, the shooting feels good, and playing with friends can be fun, but games with high stress all the time just is exhausting. You can only play so many levels before you have to be done. Yeah. And before we move on, I do want to mention we ended up hitting a point where we couldn't proceed any further. And I honestly I was thinking about it after we, you know, stopped the game. I don't know what we could have done any different to make that. My only theory on that game is we trigger the you know horde to come, and then we back up all the way to the beginning of the level, so nothing can come from behind us, mm-hmm. and we just try to like shoot in front and hold because we tried several different tactics that, in theory, should have worked, mm-hmm. but then we just died immediately. Yeah, it's. There needs to be a severe patch for this game. They need to reduce um, the amount of special infected that gets spawned. Because honestly, I think that's the biggest problem. Yes. Is Just put a cooldown on them. Half yeah, the problems like, are solved. Like have have like like one or two special infected spawn at a time, and make make them meaningful. Because I can understand like um, the boomer equivalent. But what do you? blow them up that you'll get bile on you uh detracts uh special or sorry come infected and the acid keeps you from from staying in one place um that's fine just have a cooldown on them yeah because that's that's essentially what the spitter design was for in left for dead 2 is there were moments in in the first left for dead where the survivors would hold up at a corner 
and take down take down the the uh, the zombies in at a crescendo moment. And the spitter was designed to alleviate that to to force the survivors from camping essentially. Yeah. Every special infected in Left 4 Dead has a purpose, and I don't really think that's the case for Back 4 Blood. I think they're just in there just to switch up game gameplay. Yeah. Yeah, there's something needs to be done, and I don't want to sound like, you I, know... I don't want to sound, like, negative on the game, because, again, playing the game in the moment is fun. There's going to be somebody out there that says, get good, you know, shit like that, but it's like... And as a Dark Souls player, sit down. It, don't say that. That's, s- that's, that's, that's not helpful. I was listening through our last podcast after you'd posted it, and I remember a statement I made where I was like, you know what? We're all fairly, you know, veteran gamers. We're not we're not new to video games. This isn't a mm. new genre for us. This isn't like a new type of game. Um I don't know why we're struggling so bad. Mm-mm. I it all it other than being unbalanced or unfair, I don't know why we would struggle so bad. I just don't think the game is properly balanced. I, I don't I don't think it's um the curve of difficulty, I don't think, is um, again. I think there needs to be work with with um, when more players are in. Um, I think it's just too difficult for players. I think there there ne- there needs to be a moment to where it levels out. It's like they balanced it backwards because a lot of co op games, their problem is they're too hard to play when you don't have enough players. Well, this one's the opposite. If you have you know, a full team like you would intend the game to play, it becomes too hard, mm-hmm. which doesn't make any sense. Which is, which again is why I'm kind of curious to play this game uh, by myself and see how far I can make it on my own. Well, David said he was playing it solo and he was like blowing through the campaign. So it's like, it seems like it definitely scales down the fewer par- characters you have. Yeah. So <sighs> frustrating. <laughs> yeah, is this, it, I, I I really don't know what else to say that has already been said in the last two episodes at the time of this this gets released. So uh, let's move on real quick. Um, I've been playing a little bit more Resident Evil Eight. I decided to play uh, do the spoopy season. Spoopy. Um, I haven't left Castle uh, Demetresk yet. I've gotten I think two of the angel angel uh, masks mm-hmm. and. For a while, I was scared to go outside of the merchant room because uh, big tall lady is is looking for me and it's terrifying. Because mm-hmm. like it, the, the music for me is a little confusing because I think the the mute the special music only activates when she's nearby, mm-hmm. not when she sees you. And it took me a while to understand that because as soon as that music starts going, I'm like, oh shit! I start running. Yeah, but sh- that doesn't necessarily mean she sees me. Okay. At least in, in my experience, and it is really scary. I had a one one good moment to where I was out in the courtyard. I'm thinking, okay, I don't think she can go out in the court courtyard. I was horribly wrong, <laughs> <laughs> and that was when he knew he fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, well, shit, Tur- quick turn and just run. So I'm I'm excited to see um where that game's gonna take me because. The game is gorgeous. The castle is is absolutely breathtaking. It's the ugliest, prettiest game around. It is, I think, <laughs> um, like uh, an ugly in a good way. Yeah. The, these monsters are grotesque. I think Resident Evil Seven was a lot the same way. Like the environments, the the creatures in RE Seven mm-hmm. were were disgusting and ugly, but they were damn well designed. designed. Yeah. Um, Papa or father, um, like. Like his character is still is still is like is burned in my memories. <laughs> How good of a design he was! There were two moments in in Resident Evil Seven <laughs> that really stuck out to me, and that was at the beginning of the game, to where you, after you escape from sitting um, at the dinner table with them, and you had to try to escape that that area. I thought I I thought I got the drop on uh on Papa or Father. I, I don't know what his name is. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, I'm just going to go down this hallway and go through this door. I think I lost him. As I go down the hallway, he, he literally pops out like a cartoon character and goes, hello, Ethan. Yeah. And comes after me. I was like, shit. <laughs> that really got me. 
I think he burst through the wall at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's random too. I don't think so. I think sometimes he won't burst through the wall. Yeah. Like Capcom's been on their game lately with these Resident Evil um, games, just how like like all these different approaches of how these events can play out. Mm-hmm. But the second moment is when I finally get through that door. And I see a shotgun there, and, and it, the shotgun's like it's like on a, like a pressure control. Yeah. To where the door locks if you get rid of that shotgun. You have to swap it. Yeah. You, you have to swap it, but if you do it too early, where when father is following you, you turn around and he's just sitting there looking at you and making fun of you for being stuck in that room because as soon as you walk out of that room, he's gonna kill you. Oh no. It's great. Like, I didn't do that. Yo, oh, it's great. And the boss fight, the first boss fight with him, is completely random as well. Um, depending on how you approach it, um, I ta- I was talking to David about this around the time the game released. Is you know where you get the cop to to go to the garage and then father comes up and slices his head in half with with the shovel. Mm-hmm. You can fight him for a little bit, then he gets in the car and tries to run you over. The keys are on the table. You can go and grab the keys immediately, and the boss fight completely changes. I think I might have done that. Yeah, you don't have to do it that way. It's I I'm I I love in Resident Evil Seven. I haven't I've been meaning to play it again at least on easy mode because when it comes to to survival horror games, um, I want to uh, experience more of the horror than the survival. I I'm not that big into like resource management. I just want to experience it. So I usually play it on on um on easier difficulties because I don't care. <laughs> I think I struggle solving the puzzles while also trying to like avoid things yes that's what i struggle with so the best way i play it is i play with somebody who's already played the game and be like all right tell me which hall to go down here so i'm not like wasting ammo wasting this you know um but i do love the horror aspect of it that's the Mm -hmm. that's the weird part is like i love horror but like at the same time i was like i don't want to waste my time and see and see you go that's that's one thing with um back for blood that kind of uh kind of coincides with what I'm talking about here uh the if I had to break black back for blood down into one word for me it's is stress yes um and that's what I don't like about some Resident Evil games to where you're you're put under this pressure to solve a puzzle while something's going after you in real time. Mm-hmm. I can understand why that could be scary, but for me, it's just stressful. A hundred percent. I can understand that maybe that's the intention, but to me, that's a little bit frustrating too. Yes. It's like, let me solve this puzzle um, at my own pace. Let me figure it out at my own pace. Don't throw this creature or whatever at me to, um, at the same time because that's not fun to me. Yeah, I feel you. Um, but... Some some of the puzzles in Resident Evil Eight, like the one piano, was a lot of fun. Um, and there was a room where you had to ring like five bells, and you had to try to track down those bells. All that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy those ga- th- those aspects of the game. And again, Lady Demetrescu is always beautifully well um, acted and beautifully animated. Just oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, kind of funny i i, I want to say either heisenberg the voice actor of heisenberg uh no not not walter white heisenberg but there's another character called heisenberg he's the Magneto character what i i what don't know talking about oh man maybe his name's not heisenberg i'm probably getting two things confused but he was the um he was one of the bad guys in resident evil 8 he can like could control metal oh, i don't know anything about that okay okay well he he, he was the uh, Mother Miranda gave gave you to him first at the beginning of the game, and then you went to Castle Demetresque. Oh, I haven't played eight. Okay, for for, for some for some reason, I I had this uh, memory that you at least started it. So, oh man, now now where, where was I going? Help me out here, Connor. <laughs> uh, Something about his voice. Oh yeah, thank you. So it's either the Duke, which is your merchant, or that character. He is on Fiverr, and you can you can pay him, and he will do that character to send your buddy like happy birthday messages and everything. That's funny. <laughs> that's that's freaking awesome. So, um, other than that, that's really the only two games I've been playing. Um, uh, other than that, it's just been just hanging out and with my wife and 
we Wednesday nights are usually our date date night, and so I didn't play any games then, obviously. Hmm. So, but married life is just feels about the same as dating life, really. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I uh I played one horror game, but it's a psychological horror game. Yeah, uh, Do- Doki Doki Literature Club. Indeed, which I. I am still really interested. You interested need to play in it. it. You need but, to. But see, I want to. But my concern is because I'm horribly ADD. I'm I'm afraid that reading the text, like I had this problem with reading the text, but not really internalizing what it's saying. So I I could read a whole paragraph sometimes, and then you tell me what it was about. I'd be like, well, it said this, but I won't be able to tell you like the like the underlying message and that's my biggest concern w- about this game or what's keeping me from playing it i will say the text it you only really have to pay like half attention to it in the beginning um it's the latter half that you'll want to pay a little bit more attention because you'll catch more creepy shit uh it does have a warning in the beginning of the game if you're um sensitive to depression um, suicide, domestic abuse, stuff like that. Um, so keep that in mind going into it. Um, but so the whole premise at the beginning of the game is you are. I'm gonna try to keep this as spoiler free as possible. You are spoil in, everything. Oh no, Bruce Willis is a ghost. <laughs> you monster. Um, you're in a classroom with four girls um you were conned into basically going guilted into going to this literature club because you're not part of any school club and your best friend is in that club and so she basically convinced you to go to this club and um each day you interact with the people in the club and you can choose kind of who you want to interact with out of the group and then each night you go home and you write a poem And basically, when you're writing the poem, you're just choosing words, and the game creates a poem for you or whatever. Um, So you want to choose words that you think would appeal to the character you're trying to... um, Woo. Yeah, I guess. And so you can do that, and then at a certain point in the game, um, a awful thing happens... I won't go into detail on what Mm. said awful thing is, but an awful thing will happen, and then the game will start back over again. Um, And but when it starts back over, uh, the characters are different. They have different personalities. They'll have random outbursts towards you um, or towards each other. And they'll act more out of sorts. And then the game will progress further. And then it will restart one more time. And this time it's all fucked up. Like everything in it is is fucked. Is it one of those games that messes with your save files? It does. Oh, shit. Um, Which actually was very... Okay, so I played the PC version first. I beat the PC version. You do have to manipulate and it will manipulate PC files. So I figured, I was like, how is this going to work on PlayStation 5? Because I was playing on PS5. And uh, you um, you can bring up a desktop in the game, basically, at a certain point. Uh, and you can go in and mess with, like, you can look at all the different files for the game, you know, the character files, the sound files, blah, 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 blah. And you can just delete characters out of the game if you want. <laughs> um, and then after you mess with the computer files at a certain point, the game then starts over one more time. And it's somehow even more fucked up than before. Damn. And uh, then the game is just like, you know, it's just like, ah, fuck it. And then it just like restarts you. It's like you're going to have to completely wipe the game and restart to play again. Um, There are additional six additional DLC pieces in the game. So quick question. So when it says you got to kind of wipe the game and mess with the files, Uh is, is there some kind of direction the game uh, tells you to go in order to do it properly or do you kind of have to figure it out? You kind of have to figure it out. I know I did a little bit this time. My first gut instinct was uh, I, I don't really... Because I'm, to... I'm not very computer literate 
when it comes to like manipulating files or anything because I had trouble trying to install mods on Skyrim. It's not that hard. It's one of those things where like my first gut instinct though, because I'd played the PC version, was at a certain point I went into the actual PlayStation's saved files and was dinking around in there like, how am I supposed to do this? Uh, that's overthinking it because there is actually like an in-game like uh, PC that comes up and you can just like browse files and stuff and you'll know which ones to to mess with based mm-hmm. off of what the character <laughs> kind of says right um but yes definitely play this game it honestly it you could play through and beat the story once in a night wow so the game's that short yes and no <clears throat> um it's the main story short if you want to go different paths and make different choices, you'd have to then restart the game and play. Plus, there's six uh, additional like side stories right. that I have not touched yet um, that I really want to. I'm curious if they are going to be more like the first or the second half of the game. You know, Are they going to be lighthearted or are they just going to be just as fucked up as, <laughs> as the latter right. half? And I think for a lot of people, it's, it's that whole thing that we discussed with the sandworms last time it's like if you're watching a movie and it's a romance movie right and then it suddenly shifts to a horror movie then you know if you're not into romance movies you're gonna have a hard time getting through the first part which kind of what the game is is a slice of life rom-com in the beginning Mm. and then it shifts to to something else sandworms no sandworms this time, but you're. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely think you need to play it. Like, all right, I I need to hear someone else's unbiased yeah. opinion. Maybe I'll check it out. So, but I think that'll just about do it. I mean, we're just about to hit an hour, and uh, I'm sorry, this was kind of, maybe kind of a lackluster episode. I'm kind of hoping it wasn't. We had a decent amount of content, but Connor and I are just tired, and we kind of hate everything right now. So, hate you in particular. Aww. Hashtag blessed. Mm -hmm. And on that, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.